Being prepared for flight and ensuring you have all the essential items required that every pilot should have in their flight bag to stay organized is absolutely crucial. Whether you're a student pilot or a seasoned aviator, having these tools can make a significant difference in your flying experience. I'm going to go through what you should have and how to carry it all right after this. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 117 of the Flight Trading Australia podcast. No matter where you are on the countryside, this is the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson. Thanks for joining me. So a bit of a fun one today. I was uh, just having a look at some things online and and just the stuff that's come up lately and I thought what a good idea just to have a quick chat about things we should have in our flight bags nav bag, flight bag, shoulder bag, hip bag, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's just a whole nother discussion um, on what you should put it all in. But we will mainly focus on the contents. Something really from PPL days, but even before that, when you're just going flying, you should all have some basic essentials. And as your flying changes a little bit, you want to add to it. It's really important to be... It's, it's kind of like preparing for having a baby for those of you who've got kids. You don't want to be carrying absolutely every possible thing you might need. It's the Swiss army of nav bags. You just want to have the, the key essentials to make sure that you're covered, but not over the top because uh, sometimes space obviously can be limited. And ultimately, you want to really keep this by your seat or somewhere nearby that's uh, nice and accessible. So... Let's have a look at a bunch of things that I reckon you should have in no real particular order, but uh, one that's been uh, fairly key in the recent days here is water and snacks. It's really simple, guys. You cannot function without food and water. So first of all, if you've got an early morning flight, I can understand completely. I have this problem with the mallard that sometimes getting up at 4.35 a.m. is just a little bit too early for breakfast. You don't really want anything. But that is, of course, going to change. By the time you start getting close to the 7, 8 o'clock, um, you're going to start getting the rumbly-tumbly. So make sure you've got some good snacks with you, some quality snacks. Um, again, everyone's got their own personal preferences. But you don't want anything too sugary. You don't want anything too salty. Uh, but something that's going to give you a little bit of energy. Bananas are fantastic, great for brain function and that sort of thing. Um, but you want to have a few things to get you through the flight, depending on how long that is. You also want to have plenty of water, especially up in the top half of Australia where it gets incredibly hot, even the bottom half too. Uh, but enough water for consuming and emergency rations if you need it. If you're going on a cross-country nav and that sort of stuff, you should always have some extra water with you especially up here uh, in the designated remote areas, uh, you should still have help if uh, the, the unthinkable happened and you do a forced landing or something like that. But uh, even just the other day, I uh, had a flat tyre, had to wait for maintenance and everything else, and it was still a hot day and had uh, had some water with us, so we were all covered. But it wouldn't have been an emergency, but could have got quite thirsty as well. So you want to make sure you've got stuff with you available all the time. 
electrolytes really, really handy, um, but we ultimately also need to manage our bladder control. We don't want to be loading up too soon. Otherwise, you're going to start uh, sort of busting for the toilet and potentially end up incapacitated having uh, bladder dramas. So you don't want to do that. All right. Next one is all your navigation stuff. Uh, and this can be in any any form, really, depending on where you're up to. If you're sort of sticking with the the, the old school uh, paper flight plans and uh, your, your charts, your plotters, your whiz wheels, paper, uh, fuel, logs, flight plans, all that sort of thing, absolutely crucial. We want to make sure you've got a few extra copies of everything. You've got your pens, your pencils, all that sort of stuff all ready. And ideally they need to be your flight bag pens. They shouldn't be used for multiple things. So when you get home, you take it out and then take it to work or or somewhere else, give it to the kids or your mate. It's got to be your flight plan bag. Everything comes out, goes back in, and that way it's there ready for next time. Of course, we can also go to the paperless cockpit. So if you're going to go electronic flight bag and digital charts and all that sort of stuff, fantastic, no worries at all. But really thinking about how that's going to change what you're going to use. What if it breaks? What if it doesn't work properly? What if you drop it and smash the screen? How are you going to do your flight planning then? And, of course, if you're going to do that, you should absolutely 100% have it fully charged overnight, have a charger cable, and maybe even a cigarette adapter if you don't have USB plugs in the aircraft you're using. If you are going to be charging it whilst you're using it, be mindful of the extra heat that's generated in it, especially if it's in a thick uh, iPad case or uh, Android case if you're using uh, another one. And they, yeah, even just on warm days, that can create enough heat that it can sort of trip itself out and uh, shut down. So just be mindful of that. All right, headsets. So important. I've done a bunch of flights lately where very poor to average headsets have been used. It could just be it's a great headset, but the e-seals are shot and they are not keeping the sound out. And so just about every radio call is missed and they've had to ask to say again. This adds so much stress to your operation, to your flying. It takes up extra energy and just not good. So if you're starting out, get the best headset you can buy. As soon as you're in a capable uh, position to upgrade it, do so. Keep the other one as a spare. You'll eventually have friends or family or something else you might need or send yours off for maintenance and you can use it whilst that's happening. Um, but definitely want to get a good quality headset. Make sure if it's a noise attenuated, uh, cancelling one, get the extra batteries in there. Uh, again, don't steal them and use them for something else because every time that happens, I can guarantee that... Uh, it's when your batteries will die and you'll realise that they're not in there anymore. Alrighty. Um, the only other thing with communication is some people like to have a little handheld radio with them. They use it for practising radio calls, just listening to stuff. They use it for uh, getting clearances, calling up the fuel truck, listening to the ATIS, that sort of stuff. By no means essential, but it is a little optional extra there. All right, number four, flashlight and batteries, a torch. Head, head torch, handheld torch, doesn't really matter. Uh, but emergency illumination, obviously night flying goes without saying. Want a, a red light, green light if you can. Um, white, bright's just too much. 
but uh, just something to use. But also I use one uh, sometimes for some aircraft, not all, for pre-flight inspections. Sometimes just either in the hangar or in uh, high to reach places you can't quite see, but just having a torch just lights it up a bit more and helps you see all the little hidden bits and pieces. So definitely worthwhile carrying a torch with you. And again, sometimes you just don't know. You might get held up. You might get delayed. It's uh, good to have trying to look in the engine bay through the the oil uh, flap or something like that just to check things. So it doesn't weigh much. Nice tiny one. Don't need a massive mag light or something like that. But uh, definitely have a torch with you. All right. Kind of goes without saying, but your license and your medical and maybe even your logbook, especially if you're in a training environment, you need to update your logbook. And uh, your instructor might need to make entries, might need to check it, everything. Some schools keep logbooks at the flight school. Other times you just want to have it with you so you can do your updates. You might be doing a digital logbook, in which case you don't need it. Speaking of digital, you might have a digital license now. So if you're not aware, uh, if you've had a license issued, you can now put that on your uh, wallet, on a digital wallet, on either your Android or iPhone device. and it's quite simple to do. You have to just go into My Casa on your phone in a web browser and then log in like you normally do, digital license bits at the top, click on that, and then it'll give you an option to add it to your respective wallet. The good thing about that is it's actually reasonably accurate uh, and up-to-date, and you can just do a flight review or an IPC or a flight test, whatever it is, and uh, usually within minutes, scroll down, pull down on the screen, and that will refresh it, and then. Uh, Whatever you've just done should have the applicable date showing up. So quite handy. Um, licenses obviously a bit different. They need to be reissued, so that won't work. But any other uh, ratings, endorsements, and, and proficiency checks, that sort of stuff, they'll all show up. So you can carry that now without having to have your paper one. You do need to have uh, your paper one if you're doing international flights and that sort of stuff, though. It's only The digital license is only good for use in Australia at the moment. All right, number six, a very basic first aid kit. I can't list the number of times. I might have had a headache. Uh, I've cut my finger or something. Usually you bang your head on the wing once in your career. Um, so just, yeah, the very basics and just some Panadol and Band-Aids even will go a long way. Um, and then you might even have some hay fever tablets or non-drowsy ones, of course, so make sure you check all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, just some real basic things there. Doesn't take up much space, but they just sit in your bag ready for uh, for a day that you might need it. Anything else, usually wherever you are, there's a, a bigger first aid kit handy, but Panadol and Band-Aids are definitely something that you want to carry. Weather gear. So depending on where you're flying, weather appropriate gear, might need a spare jacket, a raincoat, uh, sunglasses, usually non-polarized, a hat, sunscreen, that sort of thing. Um, Definitely be aware of the varying weather conditions when you're flying around. Even though you you might be not doing long-distance stuff, um, you can be going between sort of climates, I guess, and weather weather patterns. So just be aware of that. But sunscreen, especially low-wing aircraft, you know, you want to protect your arms and that sort of thing, especially if you're fair-skinned. It uh, can get you very easily, which can then lead to uh, fatigue and dehydration and all that sort of stuff as well. So going back to my first point, having some snacks and water. Number eight, your pre-flight gear. All right, a fuel tester with a screwdriver 
or a Leatherman multi-tool, something like that. Uh, the number of times just a fastener or screws come loose that needs doing, you might need to take a cowl off to sort something out or check something. Uh, just having those fuel testers with the screwdrivers on the end are just brilliant. Uh, the best way to get one is uh, order one online or if there's a CASA seminar or uh, event going on in your nearby area, they usually got a bunch of them there on the desk um, when you go before the event. And so grab one of those. I've still got one in my bag. They're just these little gremlin things that go missing all the time. And I don't know how many two ten texts I've done lately where everyone's like, oh, have you got a fuel drain bottle? There is one in the aeroplane. They just can't find it. But you should have your own one. Don't rely on the one being in the aircraft. And that way you've always got yours in your bag as a spare just in case. Um, over and above that, you might want to like a little small pack of wipes or something like that. Just always handy just when you get oil and fuel and that sort of stuff on you. Um, people have done fuel drains and, and got you know a reasonable amount of fuel on them gone flying without washing their hands because it might not have been a sink or anything around and ended up with fuel burns. So it's not a bad idea just to have like one of those little travel packs of uh, wipes and tissues that you can get. Just have that in your bag as well just to look after yourself. All right. So then what do you do with all this stuff? Well, yeah, you've got to put it in a flight bag. Now there's a bunch of flight bags available online at the moment uh, and in pilot stores. I've had the ones which are the big boxy sort of leathery ones with the pull-up handle so you can pull it behind you. Uh, it's too big for me now. I, I don't really use that. I've just got a small uh, over-the-shoulder sort of bag that I use. It's got lots of little pockets and things for all my bits and pieces. I've seen uh, ones with so many pockets and stuff, I don't even know how you'd ever find anything. You'd have to be almost licensed and trained to use it. Um, but there's a bunch. So look at what everyone's carrying around. I uh, posted one the other day. It's just newly developed in Australia, uh, developed by a uh, Qantas pilot who's uh, selling them now. So have a look at that. Have a look uh, in the shops. Ask your mates what they're using, what they like about it, what they don't. And, uh, you know, you may go through one or two before you sort of find the right combination. And it doesn't have to be a specific flight bag. It can... Uh, I just found one in... Uh, strand bags I think it was and just fitted my iPad and my cards and my fuel drain bottles and all the other bits and pieces that I need and like uh, for when I'm delivering lessons and going flying so keep a good eye out and if you find one that you really love let me know alright so ultimately you want to be prepared There's nothing worse than showing up for a flight thinking something's in your bag and it isn't so remember if you do use it replace it Try not to borrow stuff out of it for other things. Just keep it as that's your flight bag and everything that goes out of it goes back in. And uh, it's all nicely organised. Looks after your headset, doesn't squash things up too much so your cables get all damaged and uh, let your headset last as, as long as possible. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. That's about it for today. I think uh, there's a million different things that you can certainly pick and uh, choose out there. A lot of great little uh, things. But if there's anything else that you reckon I've missed, please flick me a message, let me know. And uh, I'll uh, put a little something on Instagram as well, maybe do a bit of a survey. And uh, what would you not go flying without? All right, so that's it. Be safe. Remember the golden rule. Aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone.